what's happening everybody here's another um what is it what am i calling this again the social distancing coronavirus mini episodes i guess we'll go with that so today i just really wanted to touch base with everybody on this just the whole troublesome of being alone and really i feel like we all need to work on putting this persona of this tough person attitude away and we need to start calling people especially if you are somebody in recovery right now and you depend on meetings and you depend on groups and you depend on a lot of people and just socializing because a lot of people that i've met in recovery they depend on their social life to really kind of keep them afloat to keep them from slipping up to keep them from doing a lot of things that could cause them to slip back into using again and i think it's just really important to emphasize that no matter what we're going through we need to really humble ourselves and be willing to talk with people to be willing to reach out for help I just created this little short little voiceover vlog thing that is actually uploading as I speak. And one of the things I just said quickly is I always feel like for me, it was always this. I don't want to bug anybody. I don't want to bother anybody. And A, that was always a cover up for me, either wanting to continue to stay in self-pity, for me to want to continue to stay in using. And I found this was always an excuse. And my other point to all this is the fact that people have reached out to me over the last few days, a couple people, just to talk and chat and really just needed some encouragement. And I found that it helps me to be able to be there for people because it makes me feel like I'm giving back. So my mindset going into all of this from now on is always, you know what, I'm going to call and talk to this person because I'm struggling and It honestly helps them because they feel like they're giving back as well. The majority of people feel this way. The majority of people have no problem being there for other people, but always feel guilty for reaching out and asking other people for help. And I think it's time that we stop putting this persona on of the tough guy front. We're always doing this. We're always putting this on as if we have it all together and we're good to go. And it's time just to be friggin' vulnerable people. As I mentioned in the last mini episode... I felt this tension in my chest and I just knew I needed to cry because it was so long since I cried and I just wept for a few times of this song on repeat. And it's something we all need to learn to do, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. I I do feel society pushes the no crying, no talking about your feelings more on men, but there's a lot of women I've met that put the same front on as well. I mean, I used to walk around and ask people, guys and my friends and just, yo, man, when's the last time you cried? And some men have told me they don't remember. It's been 10 years. I mean, so many of us don't like to cry and don't want to show that weakness. And and I have just learned to find such a beauty in pain and in crying. When I was crying the other day for about 15, 20 minutes, it was such a beautiful moment for me. It can be such an amazing and incredible moment. And we really need to start working on this whole concept of we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to cry. We don't want to show our feelings. We don't want to talk to people when we're bothered by something and this whole act. I mean, from the second we're born, we're told to shush when we're crying. And I know a lot of this is we're trying to be a good caretaker for our newborn child and everything else. But think about what that does to a kid from the second they're born. When we're like patting them on the back, shh, it's okay, stop crying. Like we are instilling this in everybody's mind from the second they come out of their mother's womb. And I remember with my kids, I had to learn to do this because I have a son and a daughter. 
And I remember very clearly and very vividly when my son would fall and like hurt himself and he'd start crying, I would be like, come on, tough it up. You're good. You're fine. And if my daughter cried and fell, I would go and pick her up and it's okay, baby. And we instill this in our children without even knowing we're doing it. And then we get older and then we don't want to talk about anything and we're going to hold our feelings in and we're not going to talk about what we're going through. And this is such a common thing. I remember my brother broke my collarbone and I was crying. I was probably about 13 and my dad was in the kitchen telling me to stop being a baby. I mean, this is a common thing in every household and we really have to learn to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to show our emotions and work with our feelings and talk about our feelings. And as I've talked about many, many times on this podcast, it's the only way to truly connect and feel connection with other people. It is through doing this. It is through showing our emotions. It is through talking about our feelings. It is through all of this that you can only achieve and obtain connection. So we have to rid ourselves of this perception that crying is weakness. Because as I've told many people in the past, it has taken me a lot more courage, a lot more bravery to learn how to do this again, to learn how to, you know what, that hurt my feelings. You know what, I need to cry. And now obviously nobody wants somebody around who's crying 24-7. There's a time and a place for everything, but we still have to learn to find ways to express our emotions and our feelings in a very healthy way. I mean, we have to be willing to talk about everything. We have to allow our children to feel comfortable enough around us that they can talk about their feelings and emotions. Because if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you can go listen to the Spectrum Health and Human Services episode with Bonnie Gordon. And she talks about when her daughter was, I believe, I don't know, like between 9 and 12 or something like that. And she came to her and said, Mom, I don't know if I want to live anymore. And when she was crying on this episode and talking about this, this moment, this terrifying, heavy moment, She said she was relieved because her child felt comfortable enough coming to her and saying this. What if she didn't? I mean, just recently, Christine, my girlfriend, her daughter, 16, one of her classmates, who is 16 years old, he killed himself. Like, so this isn't something that doesn't happen very often. This is something that you can probably pretty much well talk to anybody and they have some kind of connection with somebody who has committed suicide. And imagine if that was your kid. And in the meantime, they're depressed, they're anxious, and we're telling them to suck it up and tough it up and act like a man, don't be a baby, you got this, you know? And this is just something we need to really come together as the masses and decide and teach our children. Because I don't know what it is. I don't know if every generation says this. I don't know if it's just, or if it's true, but I feel like things are worse now for teenagers now that social media is around. Because when I was a kid, You'd go to school, you'd have uh, an argument, or you'd get pissed off at somebody, but it ended when you left because there was no connection to that person outside of school. But now things continue on after school on social media platforms and text groups and everything else, and I feel like it's more difficult. I feel like there's more of a society now of teenagers that deal with anxiety and depression. I'm not sure if that's really true, if it's just that perception of, oh, this generation, how we all get sometimes, but it sure as hell seems like this is the thing that's going on. And if your child feels comfortable enough to come to you and talk to you when they don't feel right, when they feel depressed, when they feel anxious, that could be the difference between them ending their own life and them getting help and learning how to change their mindset. 
So talk to your family, talk to your kids about depression, about suicide, about anxiety, about any kind of mental health, about addiction. I mean, moments like this can really get somebody to relapse, to go back to their drug of choice with this social isolation, the social distancing. And I'm just trying to constantly encourage people, send a text to somebody Give a phone call, do some FaceTime and set up a a Zoom meeting, you know, spend time with people since we're all spending so much time in house and everything else. Some people really cannot deal with that well. I feel blessed because I actually have more people around me now because I do so much of my work from home. There's more people at the house, but ever since I was a kid, I always could be alone a lot longer than your average person. But when it comes down to it, we're all social creatures. We all need contact with other human beings. And sometimes being stuck in one place can really put somebody in a dark spot. And again, if you're in that dark spot, reach out to somebody, please. There's no shame in any of this. Shame is an ass kicker. That's what I know. Now, even from my, my drug use days, I recall so vividly, I can still, if I think about it enough, start feeling shame again. And I really have to get back to that mental discipline of just reminding myself, I deserve love, I deserve acceptance, I deserve forgiveness. So it was just something I repeated myself constantly over and over again till it became a subconscious belief. And the more research I start doing on things, I start finding that if you want to change anything, just literally repeating it constantly, all day, every day, eventually it's going to take. And it's super weird. It's like this weird mind hack that if you keep telling yourself you deserve love, you deserve acceptance, you deserve forgiveness over and over again, eventually you're going to get to that point where you believe it. And we're all deserving of those three things. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, we're all deserving of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. So just start repeating things to yourself. I was watching this random vlog the other day and this dude wanted to start trying to lose a dream and the way all the research says to start doing that is just to repeat yourself every day i want to remember my dreams i'm gonna remember my dreams i'm gonna remember my dreams until eventually it takes like we have to start believing and repeating to ourselves the things that we want to believe if you don't ever say them and you won't ever believe them and if you don't ever believe them well you're stuck and i also think This opportunity of social distancing and staying away from just kind of the society and really being isolated from everyone is a great time to get to know yourself. As I said in this previous mini episode, that the first way to get to know yourself is to admit and understand that you don't know yourself. But one of the points, obviously I'm not going to sit here and repeat this, but one of the points I did want to repeat was the fact that if you are starting to watch yourself without judgment and see how you react to things emotionally and see how you start feeling when you say certain things, this is the way you can start changing and it can keep you out of self-pity. One of the biggest things for me in changing in my life was getting out of self-pity. And how did I do that? When I caught myself in self-pity, I would demand that I got out of it. I'm not going down that road, I would say. Nope, I'm also deserving of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Because self-pity does a lot of things. None of them are good, but one of the big things is self-pity keeps you from changing and keeps you from accepting responsibility for everything. And if we don't accept responsibility, we can't change. So let's start talking more about how we're feeling. Let's start talking more about our emotions. Because sometimes, yes, sometimes, I mean, especially me, I'm a very sensitive person. We can get oversensitive and our feelings can get hurt really when they shouldn't. And we take things personally, but when we take responsibility for these things, 
we can start changing them. When you start talking about these things, you can start wondering why. Oh, why did I get so sensitive about that? Oh, because I'm insecure about this. Why am I insecure about this? Oh, because this happened to me when I was a kid. And now you can start working on those things. But everything starts from naming it. But we have to, more importantly, especially now, we have to start communicating about our emotions. We cannot feel ashamed about them. No matter what we're thinking, no matter how dark our thoughts are, talk to somebody, pick up the phone, send a text, call. If you're somebody who's doing great, call somebody you know who's struggling. FaceTime somebody you know who is hurting because this is such a ripe moment for depression to get really at its worst, anxiety to really get at its worst, addiction to go back to a bad spot. I've just recently had a close friend who was, sl- was slipping and, you know, I had to talk. We talked for a little bit and I talked with his mom and things are hopefully going better. And I believe things are going better. And it's just like, we got to just be honest. That was, I know how difficult it was, especially in addiction. I mean, I remember Christine looking at me in the eyes three or four times at separate occasions, asking me what is going on. And I said, nothing, I'm fine. Because I was ashamed and I had way too much pride at the time. So to kind of wrap this second mini episode up, reach out to somebody because you never know who's hurting. If somebody comes on your mind, it's probably for a reason. At least, at the very least, send a text. Hey, how you doing? Just wondering how you're doing. You just popped in my head. And sometimes that alone can make such a big difference in somebody's life. So be sure to do that. Somebody pops in your head the next few days, send them a message. Give them a call. See if they want to FaceTime or Zoom or Skype, whatever it is you want you do. So cool. Awesome things are happening, everybody. I just uploaded a video, so by the time you hear this, the video will be up. So please check that out. YouTube should be up on the website, be up on LinkedIn, probably Facebook, all that other stuff. I'm going to upload it. Pretty cool. It's really short, probably four or five minutes. So scope that out. A lot of cool things happening. Working on really revamping myself because you guys have heard it enough for me. Starting your own business, I guess starting having a business is easy. Keeping at it, keeping it going, finding discipline, organized discipline as I like to call it, because I'm certainly not lazy, I'm disciplined, I'm working easily eight to 12 hours a day. But having organized discipline and really narrowing down what you wanna do, what platforms are the best for you is a lot of work. It's been really challenging, probably the last month and a half for me to try to figure out how and what direction I wanna go. So things are really starting to come together. I would say I'm hoping in the next two months I am right where I want to be. That is my goal. Stay alive, stay awake, stay aware. I'm revamping Patreon. I really want to start pushing that. And a lot of other things coming. So be on the lookout, room9podcast.com. Go there, scope it out. Subscribe on YouTube because I'm really working on a process for that to really start being able to produce. I want a video once a week in the next few months here. I want to start doing videos once a week and all that other jazz. There's so much to learn that I'm really just getting it together. I love you guys so much. Stay positive. Call somebody, text somebody, FaceTime somebody, Skype somebody, and hit me up if you have nobody else and you're struggling. All right, much love. Peace.